out for the podcast. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Dig. You dig. This first guy in the streets, he came to me. He thought she sold drugs to me. I seen him do it. Suburban wine mommies. Suburban wine moms. You dig? Light this blunt back up, you dig? God. Hey. Hey yo. Hey, hold up. <clears throat> See, where's the original? That's a that's a remix. That's a remix. I want to play the original real quick because the original is still raw. You know what I mean? The remix edition is, is, is cool too, but here's the original. Let me, let me play the original. Like, like I really be with the shits with the music. Hold up. Hold up. This is the original. This is the original version. Thank you. 
play it uh, like one minute of this. Hold up. Damn. Hey. is alright, but y'all hearing how the first one started? But anyway, disclaimer. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Free speech, bitch. Bitch. Crash out. Crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Jersey Judah. Third episode of the night, although... This episode, as well as the last episode, will most likely be uploaded tomorrow morning. I'm back. Another episode. Another edition. And this ain't a regular edition. Nope. Nope. I was wondering, like, you know... I haven't played this theme song in a while, but I haven't had a reason to play the theme song, right? Like, I haven't really had a legit reason to play the theme song that I'm going to play right now because this is going to be a Crash Out Coliseum edition. The closest thing that I can play is the Black Ops theme song. Hold up, this is the Crash Out Coliseum, nigga. Hold up. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. He's the first guy in the streets, he came to me. He lost and sold drugs for me. Yeah. 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 I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Yeah, 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 crash out, crash out, go in, go in, fuck out of here, fuck out of here, fuck out of here, they all gotta go. Nigga, crash out. Nigga crash out. Oh god. Nigga crash out. 
That's my new. That's my new anthem, or my my slogan. Nigga, crash out. You dig? This is the crash out coliseum. I'm Jersey Judah. Uh, this is another episode. This is another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right. All right. But this is the Crash Out Coliseum, you dig? On this episode, we're going to be going into just the wickedness, the treachery, the chicanery of Cynthia G. It has to be said. It has to be done. So let me just go into YouTube. We're going to the tubes with this one tonight. It's 10, 10 p.m. You dig? You dig? <laughs> they could crash out. All right. <laughs> Yo, I shouldn't be acting like this. My bad. Um, Cynthia G. We're going to go through Cynthia G. And just the fuckery. Because this bitch is, is a mess, bro. She's a mess. Um, Cynthia three. Well, hold up. Um, this is from six hours ago. The celebrity junk is back again. O'Shea Duke Jackson. I'm going to play the video, even though I know there's going to be an ad, but it's all good. Totally worth it. This is going to be great. I'm telling you, this is going to be wonderful. Nigga, crash out. Hello, <laughs> boys. Good, everybody. It's your boy, O'Shea Duke Jackson. Nigga, crash out. At it again with another episode. Oh, it seems like Cynthia G has not learned her lesson. She doesn't believe that fat meat is greasy. So she gets kicked off of YouTube, as we all know. And how does she get back on on Storm Monroe's YouTube channel? Okay, she comes back via Storm Monroe's channel. And on the way to coming back to Storm Monroe's channel, she's hating on black men yet again. You can't make this up. Insulting the same black men that she was kicked off of YouTube for. Nigga, crash out. I mean, you've already been deplatformed, so let's go on the same tirades that got you. And I, and I just want to go over what she looks like. She, that, This is a terrible picture of her. And I, you can tell maybe she's pregnant then because those titties is just popping out, but she's not really presentable. The guy that pumped this bitch, I don't know what the fuck dude was thinking. Real shit, my nigga. Real shit, my nigga. This shit is crazy. Let's go through the comments. The comments is always funny. Um, This Marilyn Monroe dude must be part of the rainbow community. I guess he's talking about O'Shea. Gotta be. His channel is to it. His channel is to it. He keeps letting her on. Absolutely. Here from Atlanta. Enough said. Must be. Uh, I guess. So I guess they're calling him. I guess they're calling him. Oh, no. The dude that's interviewing. My bad. No, this is based on an interview. Okay. They're not talking about O'Shea. All right, let's get back into it. Get knocked off the platform in the first place. 
And Cynthia G has this message of going around trying to warn black women to stay away from black men who are dusty and <laughs> abandoned. Although, Straight it's interesting, she got pregnant with one of those guys, Dusties. which I'll talk about later. But she's so concerned about who black men are dating. And there was this one actor who has um, an Asian girlfriend or wife. Forgot the guy's name. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. This is going to get race-related. Brace yourself. But again, this is a black man who's not talking down on black women. This is a black man who doesn't go around hating on black women like Cynthia G hates on black men. But in the first part of the video, we're going to see how much she cares about this guy to go around, you know, talking about. I want to ask this question. Family. Family, I want to ask this question. Is it wrong for a black man to hate black women when the only thing he received from black women is hate? I'm going to ask that question again. Is it wrong for a black man to hate black women when the only thing he received from black women itself was hate? Now, it said two wrongs don't make a right. Um, but, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. Because it's like, when, when is it, when does it become out of pocket for black women to talk about black men? We get it. The black men that talk badly about black women, although I understand their talking points and where they're speaking, I know as a man, they're not talking about all black women, but the stereotypical black women. Um, but the ratchetness and sort of this out of pocket behavior and these behavioral patterns of a fucking hood rat. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Nigga, crash out. Hold up, nigga, crash out. I'm a hoochie mama slash hood rat. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. Time hit this nigga. I hope you got a few hundred thousand. I'm a hoochie mama slash hood rat. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? <laughs> nigga, crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. Nigga, crash out. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that. I'm, I'm about the fuckery tonight. We're about to fuck shit. There's nothing benefit. I may drop some jewels here and there, but I'm all about the crash outs tonight. This hoe crashes out on the regular. Somebody who is a black man who ain't even thinking about her. Let's play that clip. Uh, love is blind. Yep. Love is blind. Any type of show where these bandits have a choice in the race of the woman that they want, they're going to make it blatantly clear that black women are not that choice. Black women are acting like they don't see this. And everybody knows they see it because whenever they see it, they get in the comment section, just like the comment on this post. And they're talking about how this is what black men always choose. So, you know, as a black woman, you know who they are. You know they're disloyal, but you're still chasing after them. It's a self-esteem issue. It, there's, there's just no way around it. There, there's black women have very, very low self-esteem, very low self-esteem, and black men know it, and black men take advantage of it. So, you got to understand 
the depths of these type of bitches, right? Like, and how far they're willing to go to crash out. So she put all black women under the bus. She's a black woman, by the way. <clears throat> She's putting all black women under the bus. Understand if a man would have said anything close to this, this nigga would have been done. If a nigga were to say anything of that sort about black women, at the very least, they would have did some public humiliation shit. They would have tarred and feathered them. They would have tarred and feathered them. And then, you know, they'd have crucified this nigga. They'd have put this nigga on a cross. She said, and what do y'all women think? I know y'all going to disagree, but... I think self-esteem is hidden within a woman's image. And what I mean is there's some women that can carry themselves and be attractive, but they're not too sure of themselves. So they may have a low self-esteem, but because of the way that they present themselves, you wouldn't know it. But then you got these funky bitches. You got these funky, out-of-pocket, scoundrel hoes going around like they're God's gift to earth. And I'm and I'm telling you guys, I'm going to tell you straight up and I'm going to tell these bitches straight up. Y'all acting all fine and y'all acting all bougie. But when it comes to the niggas out that are out there working and the niggas out there that's looking for women to settle down with, you bitches do not make the cut. All right. Mission failed. You're out of here. You don't make the cut. You don't make the cut. You, you got to go. You're eliminated. You don't make the cut. You get in odd days of the week. It, it bitches be go, yeah, you know, I talked to this guy, but he only deals with me on, you know, Wednesdays at 1230 at night. Bitch, you're a thought. You don't make the cut. You don't make the cut, nigga. Crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. Nigga, I'll crash out, okay? You bitches don't make the cut. And I'm not being, I'm not even being disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful by saying these funky ass cunt women don't make the cut. Because these women know they're funky ass cunts. They're, they're disrespectful ass women. These women ain't going to listen if I'm being respectful. I got to be brutally honest with these bitches. This ain't shock value shit. I really can't stand a lot of these bitches, bro. I'll tell you that straight up. And like I said before, I got used to my own company, so I could I could really do without dealing with many bitches. But the thing about it is when you have women like this, Cynthia G, giving these misguided black women... This type of um, this type of advice, there's no wonder why black women are out here lost. Black women are out here lost. They, what, other women are thinking the same thing, but they're not saying it. The dynamics of the household is fucked up. More more black babies are being aborted than in some cases being born. And even when they're born, they have they're they're, they're in a fucked up. They're born in a fucked up environment. Mom. 
Mom ain't taking care of herself. Daddy, wherever the fuck he at, he gone. You dig? Community's fucked up. The environment's fucked up. In fact, that's why you can have a bitch like Cynthia G go out there and tell these black women that the black man ain't shit. The black man ain't there for you. Guys, gals, women, the women that are listening, this bitch literally got her reputation started. She got income from fucking white guys for money. She's talked about it. She's talked about it. I seen him do it. I've seen him do it. <laughs> okay. Her claim to fame was, yeah, I was I was messing with these white men, but I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it for pleasure. I was doing it for money. I was getting my bills paid. They was buying me this and that. This hoe ain't nothing but a hood rat. You dig? Nothing more, nothing less, man. And the, and the wild thing to me is like, even when I look at his posts, um, he gives me Brian McKnight energy. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like he said, Christy Jones blesses my heart daily. First of all, this nigga gotta be a booty bandit. You dig? This nigga gotta be a booty bandit. Booty bad man. Booty bad man. A body boy. Booty bad man. This nigga gotta be a booty bandit. You dig? This old Fleece Johnson ass nigga. This nigga's a booty warrior. What is? What are we talking about, kid? You talking about a grown man's woman that he chose to be with who ain't black. She ain't black. And these, and these black women having a fucking nervous breakdown. See, I figured it out. And it's not even really figuring anything out. I knew this from the very beginning. When a man by the name of Tommy Sotomayor talked about the dynamic and the weird double standards of interracial dating. Y'all saying, well, what's the double standards of that? A double standard within that as a black man is if I date a woman outside of my race, which I've had, and I'll boast, I don't date women, but I would continue to fuck with white bitches if I were fucking with bitches. <clears throat> pause not because i roll anywhere different i just don't deal with women like that in terms of relationships but if i deal with a white woman my reputation gets attacked my character gets assassinated by black women oh what you doing dating a white girl you of course you would date a white girl you can't handle a strong black woman all stupid shit like that clown shit clown world bitch join the circus fuck out of my face, bitch. You got enough makeup on. You dig? You look like a fucking clown. You dig? Fuck out of here. Bitches look like clowns. They should join a circus. They got the makeup. They already got red weaves and wigs. It's a fucking clown show, my nigga. Give me a fucking break. Black man dates white woman, 
Sellout, Coon, Uncle Tom, Sambo. Oh, you dealing with a colonizer. Oh, you got yourself a snow bunny. You got yourself a Barbie. I've heard niggas say all types of crazy shit. You dig? All types of crazy shit. Now, hear me out, because it's going to get crazy. This this is where the double standard takes place. Black woman dates white man. Oh, shit, step up. You stepping up, sis? Go ahead, queen. Slay, queen. You got yourself a vanilla man. Okay, sis. Do your thing. You dig? That's how bitches talk. Hashtag swirling. <laughs> Hashtag interracial babies. <laughs> bitches be on the internet. Black bitches be on the internet sharing uh, mixed baby pictures. Oh, look at this black boy with beautiful eyes. Hey, don't get mad at me. I'm only pointing out the facts, bitch. All you whores that get mad at me, especially you black bitches, you out of pocket black bitches, stop it. I'm willing to crash out tonight. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. You dig? Nah, dead ass. I'm willing to crash out. I want to hear shit from black women. You dig? Cause I don't. I don't play the uh, black women ain't shit or black women is god games. You bitches are human beings just like me. I'm not treating you bitches like a motherfucking thing besides a fucking human being, bitch. Bitches ain't putting no rose petals out for you, ho. Fuck out of here. What the fuck this bitch think I am? What the? This bitch think I'm a beta. Right? Beta. Right? Beta. Beta. What the fuck is this? Where's Jesse Lee Peterson at? Hold up. Are you a beta male? Beta! 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 Negative. You dig? <laughs> you dig? Fuck that shit. But see, y'all women, y'all be treating black men the worst. That's why black men don't... It's not that black women, black men don't fuck with y'all. It's just that black men know that you treat your men the worst. White women are out of pocket with white men, but they kind of keep things behind closed doors. Bitch, black bitches really be out of pocket, my nigga. Like, in relationships, they'll be the first ones to expose their ex. That's why I've never dealt with a black bitch long term. Ever. And look, my reason of not dealing with black women have nothing to do with their appearance. It has everything to do with their attitude. I said that before. I'll say it again. And plus, I'm not a rowdy ass nigga. I'm not out here trying to clap niggas. I'm not a street guy like that. I'm a nigga from the streets, but I'm not a street guy. Like you're not going to catch me chilling on the block. Like that's that's not me. Ten years ago, hell, five years ago, maybe every now and then. Not today. Niggas is busy. What the? Yeah, I'm going to go to the corner, stand with niggas that I don't fuck with, that I know don't fuck with me. Come on, cut it out. Too old for that shit. So from that energy, for, for me having that energy to begin with, 
I wouldn't be able to tolerate an out-of-pocket black bitch that just want to be a fucking hoodlum. I couldn't tolerate an out-of-pocket black bitch just like I wouldn't be able to tolerate an airheaded white hoe. You dig? We're not, we're not, I'm not attacking black, I'm attacking Western women, but you know Cynthia G. She black. Oh, she a black. This bitch is stereotypical black. Fuck out of here. Bitch has nothing insightful to say. The fucking baby dads of fucking, look, look, guys. The baby dads of wannabe revolutionary guy. One of these Negroes. She always got the niggas that quote Malcolm X, but they don't know Malcolm X from a political perspective. They only know him from a civil rights leader, right? Or something of that sense. They don't know him for what he really stood for behind the scenes, which is why they pushed his shit back. That's why they killed him. And his people killed him, but his people were hired by the government. That's just my opinion. Malcolm X's hit was an inside job, but that was like, that was given to them by by a higher up that was connected to government. Because Malcolm X wasn't on no revolutionary shit when he came back from Mecca. A lot of Negroes need to pay attention to what I'm about to tell y'all. Once I tell you this and you find this out for yourself, you may not be a fan of Malcolm X. And that's fine because I still will be. In fact, this is what changed my perspective and got me more on studying Malcolm X as I be as I gotten older. He, of course, blinded by hate, blinded by hatred, blinded by the segregation, blinded by the racial hostility during those times. For the black people that sit back and bitch and complain about how racist the country is, imagine being alive at that time. The powerful picture of Malcolm X holding the rifle looking out the window. And put your... I'm I'm almost getting goosebumps thinking about it. And put yourself in that position as a black man. A black man with an actual voice. You see what I mean? He was about his people which are blacks, the blacks, niggas, right? The blacks, the Negro, the American Negro. And what happened was he got caught in the Farrakhan bullshit. He got caught in the, in the Elijah Muhammad bullshit. And look, I know people, I know this ain't a popular opinion to have, but fuck it. You know, the most high will protect me, but I'm only exposing this. I'm only exposing the truth. He got too caught up in that theory because technically they were mentoring him. What happened was he got bigger than the program. This is like, you know, 48 laws of power type shit. But the problem was he outshined his master. For people that who, who never read 48 laws of power, read that book. It's actually, believe it or not, one of the first books that I've actually read was the 48 laws of power. And I keep a lot of those laws in my head throughout life. It's benefited me in a lot of ways. But he started to outshine his master. Now, during this time, he decided to go to Mecca. And that trip to Mecca changed his entire life. Because that that trip to Mecca, he was exposed to... 
people that did not look like him praying to the same God. And he realized that the brotherhood wasn't just with color. And he came back with a different mindset. And not only did he do that, but he exposed Elijah Muhammad for allegedly dealing with an underage child. Getting an underage child, I, I believe 15 or 16 pregnant. You dig? He exposed that. Therefore, his life was in jeopardy. And Farrakhan had to turn his back on Malcolm X because they knew that when, when he said what he said on national TV, his life was in jeopardy. And anybody that was close by Malcolm X, they was getting taken out right along with him. But they were able to orchestrate the attack by having it at his event, which goes to show you that somebody else within that organization was involved in the assassination or aiding the location of the assassination. I, I Malcolm X deserves more credit than what he's gotten throughout the years. And I think the reason why is the whole racial stage of Malcolm X in the very beginning. And like I said, Louis Farrakhan and Elijah Muhammad were the ones that influenced him to be in that, in that way. When he got back from Mecca and he saw white people, black people, mixed people, everybody praying to the same God, he understood that power that he had and what he could do with the power. But unfortunately, the government also was aware of the power that he had and the power he can, he, what he can use that power for. J. Edgar Hoover, CIA, FBI, they weren't having it. He got to go. And that was it. But the Malcolm X that these so-called red, black, and green niggas follow today, they still follow the Elijah Muhammad Malcolm X. You dig? See, that's what they're doing. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> let's get back to the, let's get back to crashing out. All right. Y'all love me some hurt. What? <laughs> Somebody in the comments said, what happened to his wife, Nancy? <laughs> like, sir, like this is, this is weird. Wait, let me pull up this picture here. You might find this man. <laughs> Is he a man? Who knows? But, but my, this man is talking about something is weird while going through another grown man's social media account, social media accounts, looking at him with his woman. You can't make this shit up. Family, you can't make this shit up. This old fruity pebble ass look man I don't got time I'm not playing with these niggas tonight I'm sick and tired of all these fruity ass niggas I'm keeping it a buck with y'all fuck it I don't care take that flag somewhere else you dig I don't want to see a Palestinian flag hell I don't want to see a I don't want to see an Israeli flag anymore in this country take you like that flag so much nigga take that shit where that shit came from you dig? Fuck out of here. I'm more... And I'm, I'm crashing out, so I'm just being honest with y'all. At this point in life, as a black man, but as an introspective 
black man, a free thinking black man who's not held down from some societal rules as a black person. I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. I'm more acceptable with a fucking Confederate flag at this point than an Israeli flag or a fucking uh, Palestine, uh, Palestinian flag. I don't want to see any of it. I'm done. I don't want to see it. I don't care. Not to the sense that I don't care about the people dying. I don't care for the propaganda. They're using the dead. I'm, I'm dropping straight science for y'all, right? They're using the dead. They're using these terrible events to further their own personal agenda. Are y'all paying attention? Black Lives Matter is using the Palestines being attacked as a way for them to get back out of the closet and go right into the activism shit. The media on the right are using the attacks on Israel to get Americans riled up and prepare for a possible war. Because that's all it really is. And it was set in stone when the Ukrainians attacked Russia. That's how the shit started. A lot of people will tell you that Russia was the one that started it. I hate to tell y'all, that's a lie. But then again, I'm dealing with niggas that don't pick up books. They don't read. They don't look at the newspapers. They don't even look at the articles on the internet. These guys are uninformed. They're ill-informed. It's like, God damn, it's not even worth conversating with some of these people. I mean, that comment section. <laughs> so guys, we've seen that, right? Now let me also add simplicity from a piece of shit. A fucking ad. All right. Let's get through it. Damn, this is actually a full ad too, huh? What a piece of garbage. All right, here we go. What a piece of shit. About this. For somebody who thinks that black men are bandits and are black. not worth talking to. <laughs> or... Yo, she do be calling the, uh, blacks bandits. What does she call them? Uh, beta male coons and something else. Um, something bandits. Yo, that's, yeah, she's foul, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I don't take her seriously. So, and I think it has a lot to do with, even if I were to date black women, it would be nothing like this woman. So I wouldn't want to hear anything from her. Um, but for a black woman, I guess, who's desperate and misery loves company to an extent, I guess this woman would be your cup of tea, right? Who am I to judge? Um, this bitch, though, she got a weird-ass outfit on. You know, these bitches wear dumb-ass head wraps. These wannabe African bitches. You black, you American black. Take that shit off. Fuck wrong with you. You're in a, you, you are an American black. You are above these Africans. And I'm sick and tired. I gotta, I gotta talk spicy right now. I'm willing to crash out. On, on the behalf of not African Americans, but the American blacks, we are more better, efficient, and grateful as American blacks than Africans. I don't want to hear a motherfucking thing from any of you niggas. Y'all can go to Africa. I'm going to stay my black ass in America. Because even if you're going by slave logic, I was brought here, nigga. Why the fuck would I leave? I was brought here. 
I didn't come up with in chains, my nigga. I didn't come up dealing with slavery. I came up pretty good, nigga. <laughs> I came up pretty good. You dig? So uh, I'm not with the bullshit. These hoes need to stop dressing like they're in Uganda somewhere. Nigga, stop it. Stop the cap. Stop it. Bitch. She dirty. She probably got true religions. You know, bitches are <laughs> bitches that got true religion genes. You trashy ass bitches. Hoes <laughs> got true religions. She got the trues on. Oh, you're dirty. This bitch got true religions. I'm going to tell you, like, this is like a starter kit. You know a bitch is trash, for real. You know a bitch is tore up. Bitch got a ripped up pair. I'm going to tell y'all the blueprint, cuz. I'm giving y'all the blueprint. She got ripped up. Bitch got ripped up uh, true religion jeans on. Bitch got a dusty ass pair of Uggs on. And a bitch got a Hollister shirt on. What the fuck? You're a bum. <laughs> You're a bum. <laughs> You're a bum. <laughs> oh, nigga, crash out. I'll crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. I'll crash out. This hoe, but this hoe, she got some yellow school bus dress on bitch it looks like a school bus um she got a weird uganda whatever the fuck head wrap on i don't know what this bitch is doing this bitch had a pocket bro or debating or discussing she sure as hell spends a lot of time debating about these white men who are as she was saying bandits let bandits. me tell you something. Black if bandits. there's anybody who she I call is a... She called them, she called them uh, black bandits. That's what she called them. <laughs> Bro, I'm laughing because this shit is funny to me. Like, this black woman calls, calls black men black bandits, but then talk about men who are quote-unquote self-haters. You really can't make this shit up. You see what I mean? Like, you can't. This is really happening. These bitches are that delusional. A bandit. I will not waste my time talking to them. I will not waste my time addressing them. I will not waste my time doing anything because Basura. they're not worth it. Basura. Simple as that. They're not worth it. I'm not going to waste Basura. my time at all. Okay. Basura. But Cynthia G got time for these guys, Basura. which is for me, I think it's incredible. But this next clip, guys, is amazing. She's going to talk about black men. Not worth anything but their D. Let's play that clip. Especially of that generation and just really like ask them like, do you think you have value outside of your BBC? Like, do you think you have any value outside of that? I don't think they, I think that they know that they don't. That's why they don't talk about anything other than their BBC. Like, even when they talk about the appeal that they have to other women, they're like, oh, she wants a black dick. Oh, it's the BBC. They know. So, Cynthia G, we went over this bitch the last episode, but I wanted to make this a crash out Coliseum exclusive because I know she would say some dumb shit and contradict herself. So what she's the same bitch that's saying that only thing black men got to offer is dick. 
happened to get knocked up by a black man who all he had to offer was dick. And to verify that, if you listen to the last episode, you will you will hear a woman go through a saved conversation of text messages from her talking about how the man that knocked her up didn't want to have the child. And I believe he already got like four or five kids. I heard more than that, which is like, Jesus Christ. But this is the woman that's talking all the shit about black men. What the? You know, they don't have anything to offer anyone. Um, But because women will still accept them sexually, they will not change one thing. They're not. So you accepted Mr. Perkins sexually. You accepted it, but um, you're the single mother? They're not going to. And what black women don't understand is all of your loyalty to these males, despite being treasonous, despite being disloyal, is making them seem more valuable than they are to other women. So, of course, this is what they're saying. Yeah, you hear Brother Storm Monroe's. I don't know. He takes her side a whole lot. I'm not even really worried. Yeah, he's a he's a Power Ranger. He's a Rainbow Power Ranger, my nigga. How about that? We gotta we gotta really speak in code here. Yeah, he's a Rainbow Power Ranger. You dig? He ain't important. He's an easy target. He's a saucy Santana. Like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Nigga, go play sports. This nigga looks zesty. This nigga's zesty as hell. Get this zesty ass nigga out of here, man. Get this zesty ass nigga out of here, man. Nigga got maple syrup in the tank, ass nigga. What type of foolishness? High fructose corn syrup in the tank, ass nigga. Old, old bushy beard bear having ass nigga. Old fucking shirt open. This nigga look like, I'm about to roast this nigga. I'm about to I'm about to crash out. Fuck this rainbow bandit. This old fucking rainbow power ranger. Fruit loop with a beard having at. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. How this nigga look gay and Islamic? Come on, brother. Relax. Oh, Storm. It's not my concern. I'm, I, I, I'm worried about her because she's the one that's really spilling all this particular vitriol and has been doing so. For it seems like hundreds of years, all black men have to offer is their D. Has it ever occurred to you that they may only have that to offer somebody like yourself? Yikes. Have you ever considered that? Has it ever dawned on you that maybe you are the only person that you cannot even find or consider? More ads. Might be able to skip this. Yep. Why a black man should give you something more than what's in between his legs? Has it ever occurred to you? Because what if somebody were to say the same thing about sisters? All a sister's good is for booty clapping tunes. I never understood this. And look, man, I'm black. You dig? Like, fro and all. I'm, I'm a black man. Why would I call a woman that I want to fuck a sister? Like, I say it, I say it sarcastically. 
Like I say, what's going on, family? I'm saying that sarcastically. I ain't related to y'all niggas. What the? But for me to say, yeah, that's like me talking to the sisters. Like, nigga, I'm not, I don't have a sister. That's a black woman I'm trying to fuck. That's not a family member. Why would I say that's a sister right there? Look at that sister right there. Stop it. This ain't this ain't a black exploitation, brother. Stop it. Right? What if we said that? Oh, you wouldn't like that. Oh, that's hate speech, right? If you were to say the same thing that you're saying about black men, oh, you would want somebody to cancel that individual. But how about this? How about if that's all I'm attracting, then that's my issue. How about I not put all of that on black women? Okay. How about I not put that on there and say, you know what? If I'm having these problems, it's my particular issue. I am what I attract. But you know, Cindy G cannot say that because it will hold her feet to the fire because that's all Robert Perkins had to do was give her some D. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to give her anything more than that. No, Mm -mm, not her. He did not have to give her anything more than that. And see, if you were to ever to put it out there, then it would mean something that, you know what? Maybe I'm not worth what I'm talking about. And see, that's what they try to get away from the story and put it all on brothers. You know, again, we can never do that. Somehow we come from the same community, right? Black men and black women. But for whatever the reason is, we are not worth it, but they are. I'm going to tell black people something that may rub you the wrong way. And I have to say this because he's using this in a talking point that's almost. It makes sense, but it doesn't. When you live in a community mindset. When you live in a community mindset and your community has boundaries and you don't leave those boundaries, when you leave it physically, you don't leave it mentally. So wherever you go, that environment is still within you. You don't want that community mentality, especially in the black community, because the black community is all stereotypical. You know, I don't want to go too deep, but it's, it's stereotypical. You dig? Um, for a black man like myself, the best thing I did was leave the black community. The best thing I did was leave the stoop and and leave the corner and see what else was around me and not stay in one bubble, not stay in one block, not stay in one square. Y'all ain't paying attention. The best thing I did as a black man was leave my community. And I don't mean leave in terms of leave and never come back. I mean, momentarily leave, see what else is out there, meet other people, communicate with other people, um, build friendships, relationships. Um, I didn't do that within my community. I did it outside of my community because most black people understand that their communities don't offer them nothing. They don't offer them nothing when it comes to a woman. They don't offer them nothing when it comes to a career. Don't even offer them nothing when it comes to a job. Most black communities only offer the streets because the communities are on a street. The communities are not inside the homes. Y'all ain't paying attention, though. Y'all still worrying about the community. You're not worrying about your home. You worrying about your home 
and you're not worrying about your room. You're worrying about your room and not worrying about your bed where you rest. Niggas, like, see that? I wish I could repeat what I just said, but that's just off the top. Like, that community mindset is retarded. It's stupid. The community, you know what the community mindset is for? The community mindset is for gang members, drug dealers, and criminals. If you're not in that category, you don't belong in that atmosphere. When you have a community mindset, it's a military mindset. For gangs, and I'm not going to expose too much, but for gangs, it's the same thing. It's a community mindset. We run this block. We run this community. We run this area. We don't want anybody from outside and other communities to be on this block. When white people are on the block, we don't bother the white people. But if another black person is there that looks just like us, but he's not from around here, we're going to rob him. We're going to kill him. And we're going to let them know you don't belong out here. Don't get mad at me. That's the community mindset. A drug dealer, the community mindset. Oh, this is my block. Yeah, I slang here. You don't go on my block. You slang where you slang at. If I catch you on my block, then I'm thinking that you serve somebody on my block. So I got to shoot you and make an example out of you. That's the community mindset. And I know people are saying, but that's the extreme. But that's what the community is. It's the extreme. Extreme poverty. Extreme violence. Extreme negativity. That we as blacks will promote. We as blacks will will uplift that. And we'll say that this is what it is. We're thugging. We, we live in poverty. We're on Section 8. We're on food stamps. You know what I'm saying? Like we're struggling, but we made it we've made it um trendy to struggle. And a term that white people made it made it cool to be rich, black people made it made it cool to be poor. Oh yeah. Oh, don't get mad at me. I'm just crashing out. Don't get mad at me. And we're responsible for that shit. When a white man gets his food stamps, when a white man gets gets what he gets from the government, he ain't out there showcasing it. He ain't proud to be getting mooching off of the fucking government. White man ain't proud of that. He'll do it, but he ain't proud of it. Oh, the black man, the black man thinks that he's getting over on him. Oh, we got one up on them. No, you didn't. They stabilized you, you stupid Negro. Now they made it. They made it sure that you didn't do nothing with your life. They made sure you didn't go out there and get a career and work hard for yourself because they want to keep you on that Democratic plantation. And food stamps, welfare, Section 8 and all this shit, free shit is how they keep these Negroes on the plantation. And I refuse to be that. We come out of the same community. We are worthless, but they're not. Although we're getting raised by the same parents, we're getting raised by the same people. We are worthless, but they are not. Have you have you considered that? Have you considered that?
TikTok videos. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok suck cock. Beat it. Brothers. Beat it. Have you considered it? And, and, and these particular accusations against black men, it's a testament to who she is as a person. She blah. It's a testament to who she, she is. Blah. And for a lot of black women out there to have this problem with black men, I beseech you, please go get your personal help. For a group of men that you're not concerned with, for a group of men you feel like are not worth your time, you can do better than, why don't you use that energy in getting a white man, getting an Asian man, a Hispanic man? You know, that way you would be with... Nah, see, and this is where I kind of... Because I ain't going to lie, a lot of things that O'Shea Duke Jackson is saying makes a lot of sense. By the way, this is from the Celebrity Junk channel that O'Shea Duke Jackson has. Um, What he's saying makes a lot of sense. But like I said, me, I consider myself a black man, an American black. Um, I do have I do have European ancestry. I do have Irish ancestry. I do have Native American ancestry and I do have the black ancestry, right? Because I look how I look, I'm black, right? I can explain to people and and I have photos. I'm not like these Negroes, these lost tribe Negroes. I I know where my people came from. So I don't, I don't got to sit back and play, you know, uh, red, black, and green games. I play red, white, and blue games. You dig? I play that red, white, and blue games. Y'all celebrate Juneteenth all y'all want, nigga. I, I don't give a fuck. I'm celebrating 4th of July, nigga. Fuck you talking about. I ain't seen any firework shows on Juneteenth. Where the niggas at? We supposed to be celebrating this shit. I ain't seen any crazy fireworks on Juneteenth. I see a bunch of transsexuals at the White House. And one transsexual flashed the camera before having black people there for the Juneteenth event. Joe Biden's a scumbag. People should know this, but I I wasn't going to mention politics, but I might crash out later on. Fuck it. Wasting your energy into getting who you want instead of worried about who black men are dealing with, who who, who obviously are not worried about you. And let me just say this. I, I'm a pro-black, okay? <laughs> I, I'm for the black one in the black <laughs> Yeah, I got to bring that back because <laughs> like, <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are, bro. Of course you are. God bless him. You know, that way you would be wasting your energy into getting who you Look, want. I'm a pro black. Who okay. black men are dealing with who, who, who obviously Look, I'm are not worried black. about you. And let me just say this. I, I'm a pro black. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I'm for the black woman and the black man. I'm for the black. But let me just say this. A lot of these brothers that are going out here having interracial relationships and stuff, I don't see these black men usually, you know, even discussing black women. They're just living their life. You know, I don't see them taking out their time to got me my white queen. (laughs) The the guy is living his life and he's praising the lady he's with. We don't have to like that, but he's not bothering you. So you're talking about he's dusty, he's nobody. He goes over to the white woman and, oh, see? Okay, so before, he was a nobody, he was a dusty, right? Now, he don't want to, you know, he wants to do something different. Now he's something else. Well, what? That almost, you know that, you know that that almost proves what guys would always say in the manosphere, right? 
where even if you are to a certain point attractive or good looking to the woman, if you don't have anybody else or if you're not talking to anybody else, that's a red flag to women. But the pro-black narrative, oh boy. I'm not even going to get into it. I just don't agree with it. That's all. I can't be for women that are not for me. I'm going to say that again. In terms of being pro-black, I can't be for a group of women who are not for me. I won't. Um, And I'm not taking a loss because most of my audience and the people that have been supporting me from the very beginning... The YouTube, li- I mean, not the Facebook live streams, some of the YouTube videos that I did, the people that really supported me were not black. I witnessed black people stab each other in the black, really stab each other in the back because they didn't have the resources and the skills and the money that the next black man had. So I'm not really with the pro-black. I would say, like I said, I'm a nationalist. And um, I can identify and I can respect and I can understand any person who has pride for themselves within the country rather than pride just to have pride. And pride just to have pride is white pride, black pride. White power, black power, it's all pride. And that pride is what destroys a country. Um, The pride of the Aryans is what destroyed the Nazis. Um, You can use this, you can use this, this variation when it comes to a lot of things. But the pride itself for a country rather than for a people means a lot because if you naturally love the country than you love the people within the country. And you understand everybody, regardless of who they are, what they are, they bring some sort of value. They bring some sort of um they, they bring some sort of service to our society. When you look outside of that and you just say, well I'm just pro black, well what are you pro about black? Are you pro violence about black? Um are you pro victimhood about black? Because most pro blacks play the victimhood card pretty well. Um, he mentions white supremacy a lot. It's like it's the same old song and dance. You never hear anything new with these people. Um, the same with these white liberals. And I'm just telling you, I'm not playing games. I don't like any of these people. So, you know, you're not going to put me in a category. I deal with uh, I, I, I'm dealing with white rednecks. That's what I'm dealing with. Truck driving white boys. Those are the people I'm dealing with. Number one, they got a gun collection. They go hunting. They know how to use the weapons. I I was supposed to go hunting uh, last year. I never had a chance to, though, because I was busy. I think at that time, I couldn't call out of work. See, like right now, it's 11.05. Like, I'm recording. I'm going to be recording until midnight, most likely. Because this is just part one of this episode, but I was supposed to go hunting uh, a year ago, right? Now, I wasn't sure 
at first they were just talking about a couple of ducks and shit. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll shoot a duck. Although, you know, you know, I don't want to shoot an animal like that, you know, but whatever. But I couldn't go because at my job during that time, I wasn't able to take off. Or maybe I just was. I just didn't take off. I didn't take off at all last year until like the end of the year. Or really the summertime of last year is when I started taking days off. But I'm I'm hanging out with people. Um and I don't and I don't mean to be like this, I don't see color type of person, but when it really comes to character and when it really comes to characteristics, there is no color to characteristics. Um there is no color to morals. There is no color to principles. There's no color to value. And the value is very important. This is why a lot of black men will find women elsewhere. Because they realize that those women don't value them. See, black women don't don't they don't know about that side of it. Those black men found women elsewhere because the black men didn't value them. And they realized that the men that were being valued were the thugs. And that just wasn't how they rolled. They wasn't willing to crash out and be something that they're not just to get attention from some bummy ass bitch. So he went elsewhere. He left the community. Therefore, he left the community mindset. When you leave the community mindset and you start having friends and different people from different places, it's not that you don't see color. It's that color doesn't affect you. Color doesn't change your judgment on someone. And that's very deep. Color doesn't change your judgment on someone. Now, granted, I'm a black person. There's white people I don't like. They're liberals. I don't like them because it's not that I don't like them because they're white. Them being white has nothing to do with it. They're liberals. I don't like liberals. Black liberals. Black Lives Matter Negroes. We shall overcome type Negroes. I don't fuck with them. All right? If a white... And see, people look at me as a traitor for saying that. But if a white man can say, I'm conservative, I'm a Republican, I don't like these Democrats, I don't like these liberals, why can't I say that as a black person who doesn't agree with the current agendas of black people? I'm a black person. I can still say that, hey, I don't I don't agree with anything these niggas is doing. But these so-called pro-blacks, they'll say, oh, man, this nigga's cooning. Niggas see me and say that respectfully. And I'll, you'll really see me crash out. And I'm not joking. I'm not trolling this time. I'm not joking. Y'all watch who y'all be talling coons and shit and Uncle Tom's to. Because you bring that shit to me. I, I got something for y'all, man. Respectfully. And niggas ain't backing down. And I ain't. And I'm not on no Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I'm not ripping my shirt off or nothing. I'm just saying what I need to say. Cause a lot of y'all Negroes, y'all got, y'all got your judgment at the wrong people. You going after the niggas that's trying to help y'all and pedestalizing the niggas that's hurting y'all. What the? These niggas are idiots. I can't fucking stand them. These niggas are idiots. If I was white, I'd be a racist, bro. And I've said this before. Thank God that I'm not white. No disrespect to white people. Because if I was, I'd be a racist. I wouldn't like black people. 
because they don't really like white people. The black people today don't like whites. They look at white people as the enemy. They look at white people as the colonizers. They look at white people as a devil. And it's funny because I look at these niggas as devils. They're a bunch of black devils. They're a bunch of black deceivers, a bunch of race hustlers, and they must be stopped. And I'm willing to crash out. You dig? <laughs> I'm willing to crash out, really, because I'm sick of the narrative. All right? I'm sick of the fucking narrative. Segment one. Close to an hour and nine minutes, man. We still got... I'm going to still put in about 45 more minutes for the next segment. Just letting y'all know. But stay tuned, man. The show continues in just a few. All right, man. Segment two. And like I said, man. The people who leave the community mindset are usually the people who are married. They're the people who have like jobs with crazy hours. They don't got time to really be out there dealing with motherfuckers like that. And it's people that realize that there's life and there's things going on outside of their so-called community. In the black, in the black community, your your community will be your worst nightmare. Your community will be your worst enemy. Your community becomes an entity. Meaning you look at the block or you look at your street or you look at your hood as just like your stomping ground. Like, yeah, this is where it all starts. And niggas never leave the community. They don't leave the mindset, and some of them don't even leave the neighborhood. You dig? So when they got to go other places, they bring that niggerish mindset with them. And this is why a lot of these black folks be running around like fucking animals when they riot and destroy stores and they terrorize their communities, they, they shoot their communities up, kill innocent babies, kill innocent women. Niggas can't shoot a fucking gun to save their life. They shooting because they can't fight. It's just so many things you can mention here. Niggas in the 60s and the 70s, they'll beat the shit out of you with chains. You know what I mean? At the worst, you're getting stabbed. They're poking a the nigga like, uh, 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 you're done. No gunshots, nobody getting hit. Niggas is getting poked up or they fighting like the Warriors. That's it. They're having a rumble. That's it. Niggas get done. They might get drunk. They might shake hands and then fight again later on because they drinking. That's how it was back in the day. The gangs and the niggas in the the communities were protecting their communities. It hasn't been like that ever since. I know this is going to put me in bad. This is going to be this going to put me in a bad position with a lot of niggas. But I got to expose this shit. What started off as people protecting their communities, people following the principles of the Panther Party. They took that. The government took that. The feds took that. They infiltrated your shit. They took over your hood. They took over the drug business. They took over the gun trade. That's how realistically, if you think about it in like the late 90s, you had these niggas, you had Negroes with tech nines. You had niggas with M16s. You had niggas with high powered assault rifles, my nigga. You telling me they didn't get that from the fucking government? You telling me they didn't get that shit from the government? And then just like that, all on gang war. Now niggas is doing drive-bys, fucking communities up. They shooting up a turf that's a playground. 
but they ain't paying attention to the kids all the way in the back in the swing set. They shooting everybody up. Oh, they from the wrong neighborhood. But I never heard a pro black talk about these issues. It's fine. It's quite interesting. That's why I don't fucking respect these niggas. Fuck them. That's why I don't respect these niggas. Straight up. How can you be pro-black and you only talking about the situations when a white man is doing you wrong, but you're not bringing up the issues when black people do each other wrong every fucking day over color, over over territory, over drugs, over simple-minded, stupid shit. Y'all pro-blacks don't bring it up. But niggas like me? <laughs> crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. It's on and cracking. And look, I know what I'm doing. And I'm no square either. I'm no square, but I also don't fit in the circles. So you can't put me in a box. You know what I'm saying? I go by the beat of my own drum. I really don't fuck with people. I really go dolo with this shit in life, nigga. Single pa- Single player, nigga. Single player, hard difficulty, nigga. Fuck out of here. What are you talking about? You go out, you go along with these silly ass hoes on easy mode. They still failing. They on easy mode, and they're still failures. What the? You follow these hoes. I don't do that. These bitches can eat a dick respectfully. That's the problem with you niggas. Y'all crash out over dumb shit. Y'all crash out over hood rats and shit. I crash out over what's real. Over knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. That's I'm willing to crash out over that. You know what I mean? Because niggas can't really have proper dialogue. And I come from an environment just by proxy. I'm a nigga. I can't help it. That's... That's that's like that's like my programming that I came up with as a black person from other black people. Oh, you just a nigga, man. No matter what you be in life, you're going to be a nigga regardless. That's what black people told me growing up. But a lot of people don't want to acknowledge this shit. And like I said, there's a lot of people will still sit back and go, well, the white man's the devil. And, you know, he wanted all of he wanted all of us to kill each other. I don't even think that's true. I think the Klan realized that, hey, these niggas are the Klan. We don't got to do nothing anymore. I'm taking a vacation like the Klan is on vacation. Y'all niggas is doing it. Y'all niggas is doing the white devil's work. Y'all can kill me. I'm, I'm just being honest. Fuck it, I'll die for something real. Y'all niggas living a fake life, nigga. Y'all niggas be the ones faking the funk, not me, nigga. That's why I say to myself, on God, I stand on that. Niggas gotta play characters. Niggas wanna play characters until the act gets real, okay? Niggas wanna play characters until the act gets real. Then they want to play victim. I'm not with that shit. If I'm crashing out, I'm crashing out. Fuck these Peckerwoods. Fuck these Democratic Ku Klux Klansmen. Fuck these black supremacists. 
Fuck Black Lives Matter. Fuck Antifa. Fuck CNN. Fuck MSNBC. Fuck all of y'all. You, you, you dig? Like, fuck all of y'all. Just a, just, a, just a fucking machine of misinformation, my nigga. Just a machine of misinformation. I'm going to say that again, family. A machine of misinformation is what these people represent. Shit is getting very, getting very shaky right now. But it's cool. We still crashing out. Should I go through Corey Holcomb destroying Sephia G? Hmm. (laughs) Yo, shout out to Corey Holcomb, man. Shit, fuck it. My nigga crash out. Do what you do. Voting nationwide, and that's why I created the Master Mentors hey. Live educational platform to train, prepare, hey. and... All right. I wish you take their page down, because I heard about something. Oh, hold on, hold on. I actually, now, people um, who are evil, I wish you take their page down, because I heard about something. She got her page down. I couldn't do nothing but laugh, because I don't like... I don't like to knock She put something down. up of yours? No, it's an evil... She preach hate. She preach... Um... On the um, she really hate black men, and she talk about dusty black men. This is what happened to most dusty. of them women. She got knocked up by a dusty black man. Oh. She got knocked up by a Buster. N word. She talked so much. N word about Busters. N word. Get around a Buster. A Buster knocked her up. That's another thing we really got to start giving credit to. N word is the magnetic power of black men. Even though we sh- on, when them hoes get up on us, they bust down. We can get into that. We can get into that. Cause I had a million bitches. I, five, I, then when I'm up on them, they be like, <laughs> Hey, I always say if the shoe fits, you feel me? Like yeah. if the shoe fits, you, you'll be bothered. Right. You feel me? Like, yeah. if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't pertain to you, then. I shout out to, uh, what's her name? This uh, Ice T's old woman. Uh, what's her name? They don't got her name on there. Uh, Darlene Ortiz. Y'all remember Darlene Ortiz back in the day? The ice, the Ice Cube, um, the Ice Cube album cover. Oh my God, this bitch was fine as fuck back in the day. I mean, she ain't bad now. I'll run through her now because I ain't shit. I'll let you know that right now. You not dealing with a black activist? I ain't nothing. I'm a, I'm a nigga straight up. I'm an American black. I would run down on uh, Darlene Ortiz in a heartbeat, respectfully. All praises do the most high and all that, but if the opportunity was placed in front of me, I would run down on her. Like the feds, I would run down on her. You dig? But uh, yeah, back in the day, she had the she had the cakes out with the with the gun. I forgot what type of gun she had, but she had the gun in her hand and she had the. Yeah, she was, she was, <laughs> she was fly. She was fly. Believe when they said they took the bitch page down. Not a bitch motherfucking out here big. And what's that shit? Were they big? GoFundMe. No, like is. a. Uh, she's oh, got uh, a. I forgot what yeah, they do. Yeah, what were those what things? They still do those. Oh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Oh, she got a GoFundMe. Broke bitch. Broke bitch alert. Broke bitch alert. Broke bitch alert. Crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. 
You don't Seriously. play with me like that, nigga. <laughs> Get knocked up by a dusty-ass nigga. That she, that this is what the whole thing is dedicated to talking about men who ain't on nothing in life. And she got around one and got knocked up by one. I was like, wow. And when I when I found that out, I was laughing. Dude got a oh man, that's funny. Mm. Now I find out they didn't grab the pay. Now what you gonna do? You got to be out there hustling that monkey. That's so funny gonna play out. Yeah, that's the Hustle the monkey. Yo, Corey Holcomb. A living legend. Nigga, crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. The first guy in the streets, he came to me. He house, he sold drugs for me. Oh, I'm about to pass out, dude. That's funny as hell, bro. The legend, AR Ab, man, Philly legend. That nigga was just a self-snitch machine. Hold up, hold up. He's first guy in the streets, he came to me. He hustled, he sold drugs for me. Look at a lot of these girls wind up hustling the monkey. They ain't got no choice. God damn it. Let me see. Did somebody say a name? Yeah, they did. Oh, man, yeah. say, go fund these. <laughs> uh, and he put up some love. Yeah, look, so, been Kendra G it, yeah, ain't yeah. the one I'm talking about. No, Kendra G no. getting money. Nah, we love, we out here. We, Kendra G getting money. We fuck with Kendra G over here, man. Okay? We fuck with the sister over here, man. We fuck with Kendra G. She be out here interviewing these wild ass bitches who tell on themselves, we gotta give respect. We gotta put some respect on Kendra G's name. And she's also 40-something years old, and I also would run down on her, too. I'm not going to lie. Respectfully, champ. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not going to hold y'all. I'm not going to play pro-black here. That's not, my, that's not my thing. I don't grift. But, um, yeah, come on. Cynthia G. Not Kendra G. Shout out, Kendra G. She got plugged with them people, and them people. Then she went and married one of the brothers from the motherfucking homeland. She know what to do with that monkey. Jeez. Oh yeah, they saying it right uh-huh. there. Yeah, they saying uh-huh. it right there. Yeah, the old motherfucking old, old bro, man. This bro talk about uh-huh. African American men like that. <laughs> and I think that one of the lines she's more infamous for is what she said. I believe it's over. This nigga said African American men. Come on, brother, relax. Over a year ago, that all black babies should be terminated or something to that Crazy. extent. I shared a message today that like some of these men need to have been aborted. But see, here's my problem with that. I would say that abortion has definitely is something that black women. You know what's funny about what she is saying, and what I've what I've related to with the uh, Thinking Man's Templar episode, where we went through the Alex Jones clip. Her mindset is no different than Margaret Sanger. Matter of fact, where's that clip from Alex Jones? Hold up. This is what this woman is saying. Hold up. Here it is. Here it is. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? That's her. That's Cynthia G. That's Cynthia G. That's the black queen. Hold up. Hold up. The black queen. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? All right. One more time. 
How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? We pose as liberals. We buy off the black leadership. All right. Let's keep going. All right. Let's, let's keep it. Let's, let's keep it pushing. Let's keep it pushing. She sounds a lot like Margaret Sanger. I'm just saying. Should be considering when it comes to giving birth to these men. In my opinion, I'm not really about people getting demonetized or having a channel taken, but that comment alone, in my opinion, she should have been deplatformed from that one state. Man, I wish I knew what y'all was talking about. And then got up, got up on one. Um, hold on, let me see how I can say it. Um, she likes to sin, see. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I see it. She yeah. likes to see it. Yeah, I see it, yeah. Anyway, hey, man, I was laughing when I saw that. I didn't know. And she knows I laughing like, see, I don't kick you while you're down. But in a way, I wish I could be like at her little internet funeral thing. Not, not a real funeral, just yeah, yeah. by the end of her page. So I could tell her, you know, you was really rough. You was a true negative person toward African-American men. Yeah. And most of the time you get away with that. You know what I'm saying? So when they took when they took it from you, I was like, wow, they did you like that? You know what I'm saying? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. She always hiding. She hide behind a disguise. She will not go. She goes swimming and, and fuck the whole pool up with all that foundation on. Oat milk and Oh, that's cold. They got her. Man. I mean, I'm saying they might take my page one day. What can you do? Yeah. You don't have control of that. They might take mine one day. Uh-huh. I don't want to be a negative effect on society and talk about anybody. Like, I hope they don't take the podcast, but I would say I don't. They ain't taking my channel because I don't got a channel. They don't. They're not taking my uh, Facebook page because I don't got a Facebook page. I'm trying to do things smart. You know, this is this is a pirate radio type of podcast. You dig? Oh, this one person ain't no good because in every group is people that's good. That's what I really believe. Yeah. Yeah, you just give your opinion on, you know, whoever, but Yeah, I give you I give my opinion on somebody in particular. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But anyway, yeah. But she used to talk real crazy about me to the 5150 army got at her. Oh, and she man. was like, I don't want no more. I was like, Oh, hey, shoot. She had the extinguisher, huh? The smoke was getting <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> 5150 army got oh, at her. We up here at the world famous Coin Academy. Baller podcast, you dig what I'm saying? Another bit baller people up in there, too. Anyway, somebody's a gorilla glue bang. Yeah, they know oh, what I'm talking about. Bang. Bangs, man, that's <laughs> crazy, man. That look, yeah, And it was, it was other, like you said, Craig. It was a lot of women empowered her. Right, right. Just because she was going hard on us, she was yep. going hard on us. But if all these women got your back, cause see what they do, they set Should you up right. and put you on shows. What you need to go fund me for? Right, right, right. Yeah, people was if they. What you what you gotta go fund me for? Mm. Yeah, go fund me is last you know resort. Dramatique used to be. What they say? She, he said broom bristle bang. Broom bristle bang. Yeah. Oh my. That's what it is. Yeah. Women don't support women. Yeah. Uh, D. 
Um, Darlene, yeah, she can get ran down on. Yeah, she don't she she don't look bad either. She's a little mature. She's a little mature mommy. Shout out to the mature mommies out there. All right, y'all staying in shape. You know, Darlene, I think she do boxing and shit. She do all types of physical activities. You know, she still got the looks. You dig? You know, I heard Corey. Corey said there was rumors that Corey ran down on it. I believe it, but I don't know, man. Cause that, at the very least, that's that's a that's a souvenir. That's something you keep as a souvenir. You know, every time you're in the area, you know, if she knows you around, you know, maybe stop by, you know. Pay her visit, you dig? That's what I'm saying. As you see, with the with they'll support the, a feminine man before they support a woman. Ooh, good point. Yeah. They, they, they got truth to it. Yeah, they man. got truth to Absolutely. it. Man. So I'm 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 saying what I'm saying, and I can't hide it. I'm not one, like I say, who kick you while you down. That's I'm not right, good Christy like Yo, that. But I'm saying she was foul to the brothers. Man, like it was her mission. And then got knocked up by one as soon as he was around her. Oh, he was on the show? He he was no. just one of her guests, and she was getting to talk about me, actually. Oh, she was a guest. Oh, oh my God. God. She was a guest. <laughs> Have you seen her? She ain't finna turn down. <laughs> Sick. I like it. <laughs> a little ad. The price is blocking my I feel so rich. Fuck out of here. <laughs> she is regular looking than a mob, man. Bless her heart. Maybe she was one of these people that, that thought that if they just go extreme, that they'll, you know, you make do. something of themselves, like register to people. I mean, she yeah. had, she did have some sort of phone, no? Yeah. I don't know. I, I hadn't, I the first know. time I heard about her was when he, this one here. I think Cynthia G had a good 200,000 subscribers. I, I didn't follow her like that, but I think she had close to, or maybe even more than. Y'all let me know in the chat, but she definitely did have somewhat of a following. Brought her up, so. You know, some She was cat raggedy, right. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> the savage she was raggedy, yeah. You know with that. <laughs> I done been around some people. Sometimes people be having the wrong idea about how to do YouTube. They just think if they just go at people and say yeah. controversial yep. shit, mm-hmm. they're going to blow up. And you got to really have a point. If you're in a real opinion, you just can't be. You know what that reminds me of? <clears throat> well, realistically, if I can be perfectly honest, it reminds me of two people in particular. It reminds me of Charleston White. <clears throat> And, excuse me, it reminds me of Charleston White, and it reminds me a lot of Tommy Sotomayor. Now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Tommy Sotomayor, or I was a fan or a supporter of Tommy Sotomayor when he was on YouTube. But the thing that always got me to say, eh about Tommy was he would consider himself back in the day as the king of controversy. But then once he's in conflict with somebody or when the going gets tough, he plays victim, right? So he's the king of controversy until the controversy comes his way. Charleston White is a character, he said it himself, where 
his claim to fame is saying and doing outrageous shit in which most of what he says makes it's not even true. He said it himself. So he's kind of in that category, but because he goes after, I guess, the right people, that makes sense. Because he goes after the right people, he gets the right amount of attention. But the question is always, how long does that last? Tommy Sotomayor is almost in that same category because I can just go through the people that he had problems with in the past just quickly. And during those times, people would say that he had the best content when he was going after somebody. Not when he was live talking about things or the news or what's going on around the world, but only when controversy happens. So what ended up happening, in my opinion, is he got burnt out because if people are only there for you when you're fucked up or when you're in a fucked up situation or when you're arguing with someone, when you're doing something good, people aren't going to be around you. Charleston White is going to feel that same effect. I'm telling you, it's the Sotomayor effect. That's what I'm going to call it. It's the Sotomayor effect because you gain recognition. You gain a buzz from the things that you say. All right, cool. The motive should be if you're going that route, if you're going the shock jock route, which I don't I don't really uh, recommend it. But if you're going to go the shock jock route, have a purpose, right? Like if you're going to hook somebody in with something outrageous, hit them with something truthful and honest, at least. Don't just play the character because that's just a crash out waiting to happen. Causing controversy, you got to be saying something. You mm-hmm. know? That's a great point, and I'll say that as well as a YouTuber. Those type of people that Craig just described, I call them beefers, and that's people who just create. Think that their channel beefers? will blow up if they just start beefing with people, and that's their content, just starting fights with people. And I'll just use this guy as an example. I had no situations with him, but there was a guy on YouTube uh, that was called was it Mike TV or Mikey TV, and he blew up with the whole just pearly being a racist thing. But the whole point is that he was just going at any and everybody, just starting fights with anybody and then his channel got collapsed craig is 100 percent right on that that's right that people want to hear right that's right well i'm saying like yeah some people you could tell they are all about the train wreck right they don't come with no quality they don't get people like all about crash out coliseum all about a train wreck right What was I talking about with Charleston White, man? And I'm not and I'm not really personally attacking him. I'm just telling y'all my opinion of him. Cause he tends to have a lot of opinions about things, but when only when the only time people are paying attention to you is when you're being attacked, either physically or somebody's talking about you, <clears throat> that's not a good way to start a career. Your career will fizzle out the same way it started, with drama. Either people will get tired of seeing a motherfucker in the same situation, beefing with the same people, or the person themselves don't want to get into the drama or the bullshit, but they know it's controversy. It's what people want. So they're always willing to crash out, a.k.a. the train wreck. The lead attorney, me, lead attorney coming to visit them. And, and I'm saying, like, I, I, I want to tell you something else. This might be 
this might be some up to say, but I believe in this. And I ain't gonna lie, you know who brought it to my attention is this brother. Hey Jeff Reynolds. Name um O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O'Shea he brought it to my <laughs> I'm laughing because we literally went through this guy and not the last did we go through it? Was it the last segment? I think it was the last segment. We just went through a video about um, Cynthia G from <laughs> from O'Shea Duke Jackson, a.k.a. When we saw the video, the video that we saw was from the Celebrity Junk. He's referencing the O'Shea Duke Jackson channel on YouTube. Attention, because I was always O'Shea. thinking it, but then when somebody else said it, sometimes in life, somebody can yeah. say something to make you go, you absolutely right. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you something about YouTube people. All people in a car doing their show ain't on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> now this is this is actually a clip that I referenced, and I was joking around. I was like, "Man, fuck Corey Holcomb," because I do my shit in my car. My house got too many echoes and shit. You rich ass fucking bougie ass Negroes got y'all little studios and whatnot. Nigga, I'm starting my shit from the ground up, but guess what? My shit got better sound quality than half of these niggas on YouTube, and I can attest to that. You know, niggas got whole computer setups in their homes. Weak ass sound effects, weak ass soundboard. You can barely hear what they playing. Their videos is off. Their audios off. Like one or the other. But yeah, he 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 tried to cook niggas. He tried to cook niggas. Always thought that deal when I saw the brother O'Shea said. I was like, God, hey man, anybody sitting in a car doing their show ain't on. Wait, uh, presentation uh, means uh, something, yes, man. Like people I agree. sit in their car and, and do a show. I just seen crazy bitches yeah. talk. So <clears throat> this here makes no sense. And here's the reason why. Apparently, these people don't really know what a podcast is. And this includes Corey Holcomb. You technically don't have a podcast, but it can be easily considered a podcast. Meaning, when I go to work, I download the audio I'm not watching the video, but I'm listening to the audio. That's a podcast. So a person recording audio for a audio podcast in their car, minding their fucking business, is not an issue. A person doing a video podcast in their car, I can see that being an issue. Just my opinion. Three hours in the car. Yeah. <laughs> It's God yeah. going to, yeah, let me tell you something. We have, we, I can't go in the house because he's going to whoop my ass. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? All the kids are out of control. Shut the f*** up. You ain't talking about nothing. You ain't talking about nothing. Any bitch sitting in a car doing a show. Especially if she in the back seat. That's oh, a, oh, you stop. That's a crazy <laughs> bitch who can't believe she getting attention. That's funny. I'm that a way. life coach. Bitch, shut the Ah! And change your oil. I'm saying, <laughs> uh, man, how the f- 
motherfucker really expect people to subscribe to what you're doing. And your pre- What's funny about it is I'm at I'm close to like six thousand. I'm in my car. For people that don't know, I'm in my vehicle. Um, when I'm driving places, I record, right? It's just like a person that's in their car and they decide to use the phone hands-free. Same concept. So I don't understand that. Um, number two, I'm not a comedian, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roast them. But what I will say is, the shit that I said in my car is more effective than what most of what you talk about on your podcast because you're a comedian. I get it. You say jokes. I'm not taking away your jokes, but uh, you know. We talk about more serious subjects here. You know, we, we crash out a bit, but the people that and, and I'm just and I've heard him say a couple of dumb things that kind of just made me go, wait, what? Like he was saying something on one episode where he was like, you know, when niggas come up to you and, and try to ask you for advice, yeah, I can't stand niggas like that. It's like niggas that ask you for advice. You can't stand. Look, if you're successful, people know you're successful. If someone from your community wants to know a little bit of how you became successful and you hate giving niggas some game, some insight, that sounds like some crazy shit. Like, seriously. Especially if you a nigga that got it, you, you, you're, you're successful. So naturally, wherever you're at, people will look up to you. I won't, but other people will look up to you. To be standoffish about a person looking for insight and advice. But then again, comedian, I get it. But even this shit, to an extent, it's funny. But then you think about it, and it's like, wait a minute. Number one, 5150. Is technically a podcast. The only thing that doesn't make it a podcast is the fact that it's video and audio. And these niggas got a studio. And I heard a couple of their recordings. Your audio be fucked up sometimes. Respectfully. Presentation is nothing. Put your seatbelt on. Nothing. <laughs> That's funny. I can't. They showing you all. The, all That's just like a bitch. Smoking a cigarette with dirty feet, talking about I'm looking for somebody to really love me. You like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't love you. You don't love you. I'm saying like, look, man, this world is full of people who are not gonna like Corey Holcomb because Corey Holcomb will say some things. Now, I'm not trying to be a shock jock, but in this world of Do y'all agree? It's funny that people use the term more now to kind of deflect themselves from being it. It's almost like it's the opposite of alpha, where it's like every guy wants to be alpha, but very few guys are alpha, but just most of them announce themselves as alpha. Oh, this is an alpha male podcast. This is an alpha male channel. You know, this is alpha male game. Stupid shit, right? (laughs) The shock jock, in which, don't get me wrong, 
for the time that it was there, it was big. Howard Stern was big. He's a shock jock. Opie and Anthony was big. They were major. They were like a cult in a sense to where a big part of entertainment was from those guys. Opie and Anthony, right? They were shock jocks. They did a lot of shocking. They did. They said a lot of offensive things just to sort of see how far they can go. People who didn't know about shock jocks would just say, oh, those guys are racist. Those guys are this. Those guys are that. No, they're entertainers. They're radio entertainers. When people use the term shock jock today, and I use the term shock jock, ironically enough, only to explain shock jocks. When someone says, I'm not trying to be a shock jock, you're already a shock jock. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, my nigga, that's that's the beauty of it. That's why I'm only pointing it out. I'm not dissing Corey Holcomb. I'm a fan of Corey Holcomb. But like everybody else that I'm fans of, I don't got to agree with niggas 100 percent. The fuck you talking about? This ain't a dictatorship, my brother. OK, this is not the slave shit, my brother. Like, so when I when I hear shit like. Like, it's like how how a man, how a man is supposed to view women versus how man views women. Right. Women can be the most ignorant, disrespectful, out of pocket beings on planet Earth, but they still have that mindset of wanting to be loved and appreciated. It's like what Corey Holcomb said, the bitch smoking a black and mild with dirty feet, wanting a man to take care of her. Waiting for her time to settle down. Bitch, your time has come and gone. There is no going back, bitch. That's the that's the point. I'm crashing out, bitch. There is no going back. I tell these old bitches, all these all these exes that try to hit me up, I tell them there's no going back. And I have to be direct. Cause bitches don't even be really looking that good. So I don't even want pussy. So they they not even they're not even snack worthy. These bitches are, are useless. And see me, I'm brutally honest, so I'm helping the bitch just by telling her flat out, I'm not going to play games with you. I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> you dig? Like, I don't want nothing to do with you. You know, I'm not I'm not Mac Daddy. I don't give a fuck about all that. Pimping is cool on television, my nigga. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Pimping is cool in black exploitation films, my nigga. You dig? Just like spinning the block and killing the ops, it's dope in a hip hop song. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't really what it is in real life. You dig? It ain't really what it is in real life. So these niggas looking at these bitches as Pokemon cards. They're gonna try to catch them all. They're gonna catch the gift that keeps on giving. STD, you know, venereal diseases, you know, shit like that. Usual raggedy. We have to laugh and joke about certain shit. Hell yeah, you know, sometimes when you say the first thing to come to mind, some, you, you ain't really thinking. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go on the other side of the room and open up the curtain and look at the back corner of the wall and find find something over there to talk about. Right. You know. So, how about if you just don't? If you take life just serious all the time? Yeah. I know motherfucker gonna get me. All right, what the brother was trying to say, he was trying to articulate it to get up and go to the other side or go to the other corner, open the window to see a better view or to see a different view. That's what he was trying to say, to get a better perspective. Translation. I got to translate all these colored people. What the? I ain't no fucking scholar. But that's what he was trying to say. All right. Sometimes, and this is kind of like connected what I said with O'Shea Duke Jackson, right? Like, in the term of the community, right? The community mindset. The people that get up, go to the other side, instead of the corner of the room, they go to another town, another area. They deal with other people. They get a better perspective. They get a better worldview on things. They're not just closed-minded. They now have a better perspective, you dig? And I me, mean, I don't give I don't give a fuck. I'm just getting even more fired up. Crash out. A female comedian. Uh-oh. Who talked about women in the airport wearing bonnets. This was I her crash thing. Out she went shit, in on them girls with me like that, at the airport with bonnets. Babies. I mean, bitches with bonnets on in public places, they are funky. Sorry, ladies, y'all got to step up. You telling us to man up, bitch, woman up, be more presentable, be presentable. You dig? Y'all hoes out here getting away with everything y'all want to. Y'all bitches get away with everything y'all fucking want to get away with. And I'm sick and tired of it. (coughs) Bitch, have some self-respect. Bitch going out to the house with a goddamn shower cap on. And we supposed to sit here and validate this shit. I ain't doing it. Fuck that. Don't do that. Listen. Listen. There's this same female comedian, something about Jada Pickett Smith. You know what she said? That's none of my business. (laughs) It's like, that's none of your business. Sister, you dog the ladies in the airport with the bonnets, but when somebody who can roll their eyes at you in the industry has power they can't do no wrong i think that's a that's a pretty illogical thing because it actually is more effective if she said something about black women with bonnets because that's black women with bonnets rather than jada pickett one fucking person so i don't know i don't think that's a fair argument it's none of your business. It's none of your business, the girls with the bonnets at the airport. Yo. Hey! Hey! It's good! Couple things. One, he's obviously talking about the comedian Monique. Two, I didn't necessarily think that, that she was blasting him. I think she was calling it out like she should have. Monique? I mean, take it or leave it. She's barely a comedian. But I was unaware of what Corey was talking about until I found the clip. Monique was recently at V103, which I believe is a radio station in Atlanta. And she was asked by the... Oh, she in Atlanta. Cut it out. Cut it out. I thought she was going to say, like, somewhere else. Like, come on, stop. Post her opinion on Jada Pinkett. Here's what she had to say. And I was walking since I met you. Oh, shit. Never afraid to to say what you want to say and how you want to say. First of all, who's this brother's name, man? We giving credit out here, man. This is, this is a you know, 
a grand occasion. Even though it's almost 12, I'm about to wrap this shit up. <clears throat> Shout out to the Do Better podcast. The Do Better podcast. I'm going to subscribe to them as well. 72.5 thousand subscribers. Yeah. We got uh, Monique talking about Jada. I remember when Monique first lost weight. <laughs> I'm black. Y'all remember when uh, Monique first lost weight? She ought have ran down on her. She'd have got ran down on. I don't mean that in a violent way. Y'all know what I mean. Penis. She'd have got ran down on. When she first lost weight and she had the... Uh, she had a BET show. She didn't look that bad, man. Now, I mean, god damn. Pounds came right back on her. Uh, I remember there was a moment you were being transparent about your, your relationship. And I was just curious if you had any thoughts on how this Jada Pinkett Smith thing is unra unraveling before our eyes. Mm. That's not my business. Give me five, Monique. <laughs> Mind your own. Thank you. And Who cares? Me giving my opinion. My opinion is not. It doesn't matter because those type of questions do nothing for us but turn it off the station and go, girl. Yeah, you hear what Monique said about Jade and Will, and, <laughs> and it does nothing for us. And I'm just saying. To be perfectly honest, Monique is right, but she's wrong for saying that because if it was anybody else. <clears throat> And this is like what niggas would call selective politicking, right? If it was anybody else that she that she personally did not give a fuck about, she would have something to say. But she must know one of them people personally, if not both, Will and Jada. And it's just not her place to say it. She's right, but she's wrong at the same time. She's right for what she's saying, but she's wrong for saying it. Because... Bitches, black bitches always love drama and, 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 and bitches love women love drama in general. But the black woman, the black, they love gossip. They love negativity and they love other people doing bad because that's just a conversation for them to have. Well, you know, the bitch she talking with. It's sad to say it, but it is a fact. Yeah. I'm making sure I don't even curse because I want all the people to try to drive this point, to be able to drive this point without all the editing they do to my show. <laughs> oh, don't worry, brother. I edit and shit, my nigga. <laughs> Crash out. <laughs> no editing over here. I'm in my car. <laughs> I'm in my vehicle. There's no editing here. But what I'm saying is, I watch this hypocrisy and I try not to be the bad guy. Yeah. Because I don't want everybody to be like, I, I ran into famous people, Corey, oh, you be dogging them. I'm not dogging them. I'm just calling it for what it is. You can't talk about people with bonnets on in the airport who ain't did nothing to you. Then here go this spoken bitch trying to destroy her husband. Oh, that's none of my business. It go back to what you said, Craig. Yeah, yeah. They'll let a ball get away with everything. It's the sisterhood. Yeah. But they're talking. Thank you. The Do Better podcast said it perfectly. It's the sisterhood. It is universal. It goes beyond race. Let me ask y'all a question. Quick question. 
Now, how is it that Monique does an interview with Roseanne Barr, the comedian Roseanne Barr? How is it that a woman who's obviously anti-Trump does a podcast with a woman who's pro-Trump? The sisterhood, that's how. The fact that Monique's talking points, and, and to be honest, Roseanne's talking points is an old school feminist. She's an old school feminist. So a lot of guys probably won't like Roseanne because of that title, but she is a old school feminist. She was a Democrat. She was a liberal. She talks openly about it, but she's no longer that. But how is it that Monique, someone who who went on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and called him a coon, a sellout, and all types of shit, right? But she can go on a woman's platform who supports Trump, but she's white. She white. She Jewish, too. And there's no problem? Yeah, that's the sisterhood. Her talking points, the left, a lot, well, the left sort of took it over the black community. <clears throat> and they modeled the black, they, they choose the black that they want. It's, it's the token nigga, right? They choose the black and they'll say, hey, black people, this is your leader. Barack Hussein Obama, this is your leader. And Barack Hussein Obama has the talking points. He has the mouthpiece. He has the walk. He has the swagger, right? But he had nothing for us. But they still got you supporting the Democratic Party from that man, Barack Obama. Barack Obama can go on TV right now and tell you guys, it's do or die. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta side with Biden. We siding with Biden. And a lot of these blacks, a lot of these uneducated, unethical blacks, they'll they'll pay attention. Oh, that's the first black president right there. That's my president. Ain't mine. And Joe Biden can eat a dick. Fuck it. I'm going to crash out, nigga. Fuck it. I'm going to crash out. I'm going to make sure I vote Republican to the day I die. Fuck it. I'll crash out over there, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. He's the first guy in the streets. He came to me. He hustled, he sold, sold drugs, drugs for me. me. He sold drugs for me. I seen him do it. I seen him do it. <laughs> yeah. But that's how, like, the, the left... And what I'm saying is the left infiltrated the black community, how the gangs, how I talked about the gangs do, where the gangs were infiltrated by the government and the government was the one that facilitated these niggas with all high powered machinery and machine weapons. I mean, machine guns, tech nines and all this shit came from the government. <clears throat> and just like how they infiltrated the Black Panther Party, they took their time, though, with these street gangs. And they wanted the street gangs to get out of control. They wanted the violence. They wanted the black on black violence. Um, just so that can be their talking point 
on with Reagan and sort of the Reaganomics, you know, the war on drugs, everything that followed that as well was all tied in. But when you look at how the left infiltrated the black community, they came in, they destroyed it, they they completely annihilated our leaders. Um, They annihilated JFK, they annihilated Robert F. Kennedy, they annihilated Malcolm X. Um, they annihilated Martin Luther King and they annihilated the Black Panther Party. The gangs, ironically enough, the least organized group of all were the ones that were still operating to this day. And during the time when they fully crashed out and was killing one another, these these government these government agents were dropping off weapons and a rumor has it, for people that play Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, I'm really about to drop some real shit. I'm not joking. I'm about to drop some real shit. There's a mission. It's connected to wrong side of the tracks, but it's not It's not that mission where you're on the fucking dirt bike. But there's a mission where you meet, you got to go to this Mexican, um, you go to this pickup, and it's supposed to be Mexicans, and it gets ambushed. They were picking up weapons in the trains, that were scattered throughout Los Angeles. They had the train yards and all the old trains. They were dropping off weapons in the in the empty train carts. And that's how the gangs got the weapons and some of them dealt the weapons. And could because rumor had it, rumor has it like the Mexicans and shit already had the guns and shit, right? Like the Mexicans in the in the fucking like Vatos and shit and, and the niggas in the barrios and shit. They already had weapons because they dealt with fucking Mexican mafia niggas. Niggas didn't have weapons like that. And that's why that's why a lot of the street gangs was getting vicious because then niggas was just fighting and shit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like niggas getting getting packed out like that, like really getting packed out. Like niggas would get slumped over, like niggas get beat the fuck up and shit. But the government came in, dropped in the weapons, and the blacks killed themselves. They just they just repeatedly killed themselves. And the government, who, by the way, killed Malcolm X, killed Martin Luther King, killed JFK, killed Robert F. Kennedy, killed the Panther Party, took out the Panther Party one by one. They were somehow able, they were, they were somehow unable to shut down street gangs. Are you fucking retarded? Are y'all not paying attention? So niggas out there killing each other, you doing the government's job. You're doing the Klansman's job. And that's the reality of it. And the Democrats took over and infiltrated at the right time because they'll never talk about the gang violence in the black community, but they'll talk about whitey killing a black man. <clears throat> and this continues the racial propaganda. But when you when you break the cycle, when you're actually able to see what's going on in front of you, it's no longer it's not an it's not an obstacle anymore. It's just like, oh, yeah, these niggas, you know. Because it's been set up. You've been set up. Blacks, blacks have been set up to look at other blacks as enemies. But in reality, other blacks are the enemies because other blacks are known to attack you more so than the white man. It's a fact. There's stats that prove it. This is why when a lot of conservative whites, they bring up the black on black violence shit, black people get so mad because it's true. 
they're not mad because they look at these white people as racist. I honestly don't think they look at them as racist. They're mad because what they are saying is facts. If you're going to consider yourself pro-black and for the community and you're not out there, you know, trying to stop the violence and, and, and really trying to, you know, bring a message to the table, nigga, you are a fucking fraud. My nigga, that's it. I don't give a fuck if you red, black, and green or not. You dig? About the, the, the people who ain't popping like that. The girls at the airport trying to get the bag. Yeah. I forgot all about that. You're I right. don't, I'll be like, bitch, oh, stop. <laughs> stop. And even worse, though, I hate to say it, wasn't she, didn't they call her out because she was caught herself wearing one out? Yeah. Yikes. Okay, I'm saying, yeah. like, we could joke about stuff, we could do whatever. Have you but, seen her back arms? Her back arms? Yeah, her back arms floating in the bathtub. She got like <laughs> 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 You. You. Nigga, crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. Yo, he's disrespectful. That was a good one, though. Damn, that was I, good. I saw them back on. Oh, <laughs> you gotta get your um, you gotta get your arm straight leg when you oh, get straight. At a certain point, oh, yeah, get your arm straight leg. But that's just the I and I do not dislike her. No, she cool. because I believe she got potential to be something if she was around a nigga like me. Not saying I want her, right. but I'm saying I'm I'm good at showing women like that. You're actually insane, and you need to get behind a real one and sh just shut the f up and go off his lead. Yeah. I have actually saved women where they're not all the way right, but they know the information I gave them can help them. Yeah. You're going to crash and burn if you ain't being <laughs> hurt. I know real one. <laughs> and on that note, we're going we gonna to wrap it up, man. Just off of that crash and burn. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Nigga shit. Okay. Yeah, man. It's uh twelve oh eight, man. It's past midnight. You dig? I just wanted to, you know, do another part for this episode. You know, what I mean, we 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 out here checking out the fuckery. We on black YouTube, by the way. That's what they call this shit, nigga shit. You know what I mean? Black folk. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with these colors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dealing with these colors, man. You, you dig? We out here in uh, black YouTube. We went over O'Shea Duke Jackson's, our celebrity junk uh, video. Shout out to O'Shea Duke Jackson, celebrity junk. I'm not a fan, but fair use. I am going through the content. Uh, shout out to Do Better Podcasts. With the clip with Corey Holcomb, shout out to Corey Holcomb, 5150, you know, niggas out there be cooning and, and acting the fuck up, and I enjoy the fuckery. But uh, moral of the story is this, man, we talked about everything here. You know what I mean? We, we outside, like, we not dealing with just a bunch of retarded, dumbass bitches. Although, technically, we are dealing with a bunch of dumbass, retarded bitches. Uh, whether it's Cynthia G or to some people, it may be Monique, whatever, whatever you think, you know, open for interpretation, if you will. I look at it as 
And going back to Cynthia G, she's a representation of why black bitches and her caliber ain't shit. I'm not saying black bitches ain't shit, but black bitches of her caliber ain't shit. Now, like I said before, I don't I never been in a long term relationship with a black woman. And honestly speaking, I'm not interested in any relationship with any woman, let alone a black woman. All right. Got nothing to do with appearance. It got everything to do with attitude. You dig? I don't got time. I don't have the fucking care and consideration. I swear for God. I don't have the care and consideration to sit back and forth and play games with these retarded ass patty cake, patty cake niggas. And and bitches are the worst because all they do. And like it's it's all this is like theatrical shit, really, if you be to be honest with you, like. I'm not trying to be like super dramatic when I say this, but women are a real burden to men today. Women are a true burden for men and to men today. When a man gets to a point where he's like, hey, you know, maybe there's maybe there's a bitch somewhere. Let me correct myself. Maybe there's a woman somewhere, right? He ain't he ain't trying to go on no detour and deal with a hood booger. You understand? Like they're not dealing with bonnet wearing bitches, man. You dig? Like, niggas ain't dealing with these fucking sluts. Are you on drugs? Even even if I was 25, I'm 35 years old. Even 10 years ago, 2013, I was dealing with one bitch, right? You know, she said some out-of-pocket shit, but I let it slide. But when the time came, and I knew that, you know... Regardless of the situation, I can do without the bitch. I told the bitch, you can leave. And just for telling the bitch that you can leave, she was like, oh, no, I'll do this, I'll do that. Now a bitch wanted to put in some effort. But at that point, it was too late. But I kept the bitch around for a miscellaneous pussy. That's about it. Miscellaneous pussy at best. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't even, like, the same. Yeah. For guys, like, let me ask y'all something, right? Because I always talked about back in the day. Well, not back in the day, like more like three, four years ago, close to five years now, actually. 2018. Yeah, it's five years. I would talk about why, like the things that I don't miss about relationships. And I think one of those things would be when... When sex is like just a thing for y'all, like when you're when you're with a woman, and sex is just a thing, and the sex is good, but when it's over, it's kind of like oh, back to dealing with this bitch again. You know what I mean? Like the post nut clarity kicks in, and the post nut clarity is real, man. For you guys that watch porn. I watch porn, so I'm not shaming you, but I'm saying for people that watch porn, men that watch porn, once you're done jerking off, right, you instantly get a feeling of shame. (laughs) You get that feeling of shame and just regret. 
And it's worse, believe it or not, it's worse when you're actually fucking a woman. Don't let these people lie to you. Like, porn is porn is bad. It's not good, but it really isn't that bad comparing to sticking your dick in some of these women. And I'm telling you this as a child of God. I want niggas to do right. You understand? When you start looking at these bitches as just dick compartments, that's when your mind gets fucked up. It's not when you don't fuck with bitches. Your your mind is actually at its purest when you're not dealing with hoes. It's crazy. When you start looking at bitches as just like like I said, dick dick compartments, that's when you're fucked up because you fall you fell into the trap. The women create the trap, the, the lap trap, which is the vagina, the vag, the vagine, right? When you have, when you have fell into that trap, you don't understand that women are sexualizing themselves. You'll feel guilty. You'll feel guilty because you're sexualizing them, but they're sexualizing themselves. The women in front of the camera sucking a dozen of dicks. She's sexualizing herself. The woman on OnlyFans with feet pictures and all this shit, debauchery. She's sexualizing herself. You fell into the victim role because you feel in some way that you're guilty. These bitches are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're out here in the meat market. They're street meat at best. But with all that being said, I'm wrapping this episode up because I'm on fire. I need to cool down. I need to relax. I would say I got to get ready for work later on today, but I don't. I'm off. So it's on and cracking. When I wake up, I roll another joint. I'm like, yo, time to record. And by the way, we're crashing out this whole weekend. I don't want to go through regular content like I usually do. I want to go through shit like this, shit that's funny. So-called pro-blacks and everything of that nature I'm going through this weekend. We're crashing out. It's the crash out Coliseum. I said all weekend. Did I say weekend earlier? Well, this is my technical weekend. Okay. But Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, 1216 AM. This is for, not Saturday, this is for Wednesday. But I'm signing out. Peace.